0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of According to the Scriptures. Paul tells the church in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beginning at verse number 1, it is by the gospel that he preaches that men are saved. And specifically beginning at verse number 3, he continues how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Everything that we will say in this program will be according to the scriptures. My name is Mike Crosby. I am the minister of the South Garland Church of Christ located in Garland, Texas, and our broadcast today will be about the testaments, old, new, and new. What I'd like to do now is turn to Hebrews. The chapter is 8 and looking at verses 6 through 7. But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry By how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. Here to help me in this broadcast and to go according to the scriptures is Brother H. Clay Williams, the minister of the North Glen Heights Church of Christ, located in North Glen Heights, Texas. Clay, it's wonderful to have you again, brother. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me, brother. Clark. Oh, it's an honor, sir. It's an honor. Also joining us is brother Richard Stevens III, the minister of the Hahn Freeway Church of Christ located in Dallas, Texas. Richard, always good to see you, brother. Yeah, hey, I'm also honored to be here and good to see you too, Mike. Well, thank you, brothers. In regards to our, our, bro- our broadcast this morning, talking about the, uh, the covenants or the testaments as we know them better as The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 6 beginning at verse number 14, Paul writes, he says, For you are no longer under the law, but you are under grace. He then says in Romans 7 and 4, You are become dead to the law by the body of Christ. He says two verses later in Romans 7 6 that we are delivered from the law. And finally in Romans 10 4, Paul says, For Christ is the end of the law.
1: If we look at Hebrews chapter 8 and verse number 13, you can see when it talks about the new covenant, and then it and then at the bottom it says how that the old, something that old covenant is ready to vanish away. Other yes, words, it's been done away. Amen. Done away with. If you look at 7 Corinthians, 7 Corinthians. And the reason why I want to show it, with, with these passages is this, is that some say that you know they want to divide the old law and they want to say, well, yes. Uh, God has ceremonial laws and he has the Ten Commandment law mm-hmm. and the ceremonial laws have been done away with but not the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. Some want to say that the Psalms, they still bind in the day.
0: Mm-hmm. But I
1: want to show you that all of this is God's law. Absolutely. All of this, all of this is part of his, his old covenant. If you look at Second Corinthians chapter 3, as you can see in Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 6. He's talking about the New Testament. Yes, sir. In verse number 7, it's obvious that he's talking about the Ten Commandments. He's talking about uh, that which was written and engraved in stone, Mm -hmm. the Ten Commandments. But the very last part of the verse said it was done away with. Yes, sir. See that? Mm -hmm. Look at Romans chapter 7. You can also see from Romans chapter 7 that the Ten Commandments were done away with. If the old law has been done away with, the Ten Commandments are done away with because the Ten Commandments were part of the old law. Yes, sir. In Romans chapter 7, notice verse number 7. Said, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Mm-hmm. Nay, I had not known sin but by the law. For I had not known less except the law had said, Thou should not covet. Thou should not covet one of the Ten Commandments of Exodus, Exodus chapter 20. Yes, sir. And, and it says, I had not known The law, it said, the law told me this. The law uh, included the Ten Commandments. Amen. But not only the Ten Commandments, if you look at chapter 3, look how it included also the Psalms. And Romans chapter 3, notice in verse, here's Paul speaking. And notice what he says in verse number 13. He quotes, in verse number 13, he quotes from Psalm chapter Mm 5, in verse number 8, in verse number 14, he quotes, from psalm 10 verse 7 whose mm-hmm. mouth is full of cursing and verse number 18 he quotes from psalm 36 verse 1 mm-hmm. three times he quotes from the psalms and then in verse number 19 he said now we know that whatsoever the law said
0: yes sir mm-hmm.
1: he's, he's talking about that the psalms are also the law mm-hmm. and you know and also in Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse number 1 you know that's when they were reading from the law of Moses but in a way, when they, could, they continue to teach in Nehemiah chapter 8 uh, in verse number 8, right. that uh, it, it, it says the law of God because the law of God and the law of, uh, of Moses are one and the same. Mm-hmm. But what they did, they taught the people in verse number 13 and 14 that they should be keeping the, the Feast of Tabernacles, yeah. which is part of the ordinances. I'm just want to show you that that the law included not only uh, the psalms but also the ordinances, but also the ten commandments. Mm-hmm. And when the Bible says the law was done away with, they're talking about all of that. But there are some people saying that all the psalms is binding, and so th- so we should be uh, so we should be using instruments today. Absolutely. But that's under the old law; Amen. it's not under the new law. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'll stop and let you brothers also say something.
0: All right, Clay, did you have any more to add to that? Well, um, our
2: discussion is very. Very critical uh, to uh, the confusion that is in the religious world mm-hmm. uh, The reason why we're getting so many different teachings and doctrines and practices is because most people, the majority of people in the religious world, have not figured out the distinction uh, that the scriptures make between the covenants. Absolutely. Right. Matter of fact, that if we, when we study the Bible, it's critical to number one for understanding. That we realize that there are three dispensations of time uh, we have the patriarchal dispensation uh, which is from the uh, creation of man mm-hmm. uh, to the giving of the law of Moses on Mount Sinai uh, during that period of time God had a family religion on earth uh, there was no written law as, as is recorded there was law God gave direct law verbal law to the patriarch, which was right. basically the oldest male senior member of the family. And God dealt with one family member, mm-hmm. uh, one head of the family, the, the male, uh, one family at a time. Now that period of time uh, had a duration uh, from the Garden of Eden all the way up to the... Uh, giving of the first written law on Mount Sinai. Exactly. And then the Ten Commandment Law, Mm -hmm. which is also known as the Mosaic Covenant, Mm -hmm. uh, then took over. And God made that covenant uh, with Israel. Mm -hmm. And that's why when we open up our Bibles, we have, before you even get to the book of Genesis, this included as a part of the, uh, you see the title the Old Testament. Right, kay? right. You see the title of right. the Old Testament Absolutely. right there. And then right before, at the conclusion of Malachi, mm-hmm. uh, we get the New Testament. Before we get to the book of Matthew, we get the New Testament. And there, there, there's a reason why there are two testaments in the Bible. Absolutely. Uh, now, the, the thing that we're addressing this afternoon, as Richard and you have stated, is that uh, that which we have to determine which covenant we're under? Absolutely. Uh, because when we're trying to ascertain God's will, there's the New Testament there. We've got to know which law we're under if we're going to uh, gather the right teaching that is uh, uh, applicable to us uh, today right. and not be confused with. Uh, keeping commandments that don't relate to us or God has not required of us. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the Hebrew writer is, is is getting us to understand here in Hebrews 8 and verse number 6 when it says he is the mediator. He, mm-hmm. that personal pronoun, is Jesus Christ. Okay. And the contrast between his new covenant and the Mosaic covenant, the covenant that Moses was the mediator of. Right. And it says that Jesus... Is a mediator of the uh, of a better covenant.
0: Now, Mm -hmm. before we get to that better covenant, uh, there's one thing I just want to say, and I appreciate you Mm -hmm. doing this. The Bible tells us in Galatians chapter three, verses 24 and 25, He says that the law was our schoolmaster Mm -hmm. to lead us to Christ. Mm -hmm. But once we once we are finished with the schoolmaster, I mean, once we have the education, or once we've come to Christ, we don't need that schoolmaster Mm -hmm. anymore. Uh, because it's all done away with. So, Clay, uh, in Jeremiah chapter 31 and verses 31 through 34, uh, God does promise that there will be a new covenant. Mm-hmm. He, he says, I'm going to make a new covenant. He says, because the old covenant that I gave to those who came out of Egypt, they broke that one, even though I was a husband to them and I took care of them. And he says, this new covenant... They they won't have to go up and say every man let's come and learn of me because they will already know me and he says and I will remember their sins no more and we know that we have that because Jesus Christ is the is the mediator of that new covenant so why don't you talk, talk to us a little bit about the promise uh, that brought forth the the New Testament
2: well here here uh, the prophet Jeremiah while the, during the time where the when the Old covenant was still in force, and mm-hmm. in effect, uh, God said through the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah thirty-one thirty-one. Yes, sir. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel mm-hmm. and with the house of Judah. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, the Hebrew writer quotes this passage. Yes, he does in Hebrews chapter eight. Okay, mm-hmm. hey, and refers to it. And Brother Richard spoke about uh, that the uh, the Hebrews eight and verse thirteen. Where uh, that which decayeth and waxes old is ready to vanish away mm-hmm. so in other words uh, the the Hebrew writer uh states that when this promise was made by Jeremiah at the quote he said at this moment the the, the testament that was in effect at that time, which was a mosaic, became old mm-hmm. and when something is old it's like a garment and soon later it's, its it's ready to wear out and and be retired absolutely and so that's what his point was the hebrew in referring to this passage mm-hmm. when jeremiah spoke this he gives distinctions between the new and the old uh he says that they broke the old covenant yes sir uh and and that god is going to bring a new covenant and he's going to uh, uh put it in their inward parts mm-hmm. which is the idea of their minds uh, which simply is dealing with the fact that uh the the new testament isn't going to be like the old. In that, when you were born as a Jewish uh, uh, child, you automatically were in covenant. Okay, uh, but when you get to the new covenant, you got to first be taught and get an understanding in order to get into the covenant relationship. Right. Uh, uh, from birth, a Jewish child was already in covenant, and then they would be told, you know, and and trained to get to know the Lord, get to understand. But in the New Testament, there's going to be teaching first, Richard, according to John 6. About verse 45, it says, For they shall all be taught of God. Yes, sir. Everyone that hath heard and learned of the Father Mm -hmm. will come unto me. That's why the gospel has to be first preached. There has to be an understanding of what God's will and the conditions in order to be saved, in order for a person to get in covenant relationship with God. And that's one of the distinctions. Uh, between the old and the new, and mm-hmm. Brother Richard can finish commenting
1: on this. Read in verse number 34, Jeremiah 31, it said, they shall all know me. Yes, sir. It said, that was not true under the old covenant. That's true. Back in Psalm 147, mm-hmm. the, two, the last two verses of Psalm 147 concerning that old law, and it says, uh it says in verse number 19, it says, he showed his word unto Jacob, and his statutes, and his judgments unto Israel mm-hmm. on the old law, he had not dealt so with any nation. As for his judgments, they have not known them. Right Now he made a promise with the new covenant now mm-hmm. that everybody's going to know him and know his will. Mm-hmm. See? And, and matter of fact, you know, like you, like you mentioned earlier, Mike, how that that old law would be nailed to Jesus' cross, to the cross, to Jesus Christ, the Christ's cross. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, in Ephesians chapter two. Yes, sir. In Ephesians chapter two.
0: For verses fourteen and fifteen.
1: Yeah, fourteen and fifteen. You have it.
0: For he is our peace. All right. Who have made both one and have broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Mm-hmm having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of the commandments mm-hmm. contained where in the ordinances right. Right. for to make in himself twain, mm-hmm. one new man, mm-hmm. so making peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, you'll, you you brethren correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Basically what what Paul is saying is Jesus is taking those who follow the law Mm-hmm. And those who didn't even know the law, mm-hmm. he's breaking down the middle partition between them mm-hmm. and making them all one in him. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what he was, mm-hmm. Paul also said in Galatians chapter 3. You know, if we look at 26 and 27, he's talking about those who were baptized into Christ, mm-hmm. have put on Christ. Mm-hmm. And then he says, for there is neither Jew nor Greek, right. right. bond nor free, male nor female, but we are what? one One in Christ Christ. Jesus and that's why I I, I love the beauty of saying that there is a New Testament and there's an Old Testament now if if folks want to follow both correct me if I'm wrong but I think the best way to say it is this the Old Testament is actually the New Testament concealed Mm -hmm. but the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed the Old Testament was to take us to Jesus we have Jesus so we no longer need to go back to the Old Testament. You know, before, the Bible says they had to give animal sacrifices. But what does the Hebrew writer says? The blood of bulls and goats. Right. No, the absolutely. They can't take it away anymore.
1: But, 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 you know, but, that, me, but you know that old law still, that it's still needed. But like in Romans fifteen and four, that the things which were written aforetime written for our learning. Absolutely. And in first Corinthians ten, verse six and verse eleven, it's written for our, our our learning, our examples, and our admonition. But so we still use the old testament just that our, our laws or those things which are binding on us don't come from the old testament. We just learn from it. All of our laws come from the New Testament.
2: Amen. It's well, it's important, brethren, as well, to to I made mention earlier that I just can't open up the Bible and just uh, find a spot anywhere in it and read commandments to an individual and apply them to myself. Back in the the, the patriarchal period, a man was told in, in Genesis 6 to make an ark. Mm-hmm. Now, he was a child of God. Mm-hmm. That commandment is not uh, applicable to, to me or anyone else today. Amen. Because That was during that time. And the same thing uh, with the period of Mosaic law, mm-hmm. so that was to the Jews. Mm-hmm. Uh, that law was given to the Jewish nation, and not to all men. Mm-hmm. Okay? And now the new covenant okay, has superseded and taken the place of the old covenant. Amen. And the reason people are having trouble with this, they don't understand the purpose of the Old Testament law. You quoted from uh, uh, Galatians three and twenty-four. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster. Yes, sir uh, Paul is showing the purpose of the law. Mm-hmm. It was never meant to justify man. It wasn't given uh, It was attached. It came 400 or so years. He said in Galatians uh, chapter 3 uh, after the promise of, uh, of the Messiah yes, sir. Uh, to Abraham was made mm-hmm. A- and the law uh, came later and it could not do away with the promise of Jesus coming Amen. to fulfill God's ultimate purpose Amen. for mankind, and so the law was just a schoolmaster, a tutor, to bring them unto Christ, kind of like a bus driver today to escort <laughs> kids. Uh, it was never meant to for man's salvation, right? Or mm-hmm. to justify. In fact, it it was not given. For the purpose of justifying mankind. Amen. And so that's because it was temporary, it only held the spot there. In fact, the writer says uh, uh, that uh, the law was uh, a schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that Mm -hmm. we might be justified by faith, but that after faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. Amen. Plainly stating, we're no longer under the law. The law. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
1: you know, because the purpose of the purpose, like you said, the purpose of the law was to fulfill God's will, so that everybody could be saved. Absolutely. Hey, under the Mosaic law, that law was given to the Jews. Amen. But but there's a great commission. We understand the great commission of Matthew 28 and verse number 19 to go teach all nations, to preach the gospel to every creature. Mark 16 and verse 15. But that was prophesied, like in Isaiah too. Mm-hmm. It says, The mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on top of the mountains exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow into it. Mm-hmm. Michael said the same thing in Micah chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Joel said the same thing in Joel 2, verse 28 to 32. The same thing that Jesus said in Luke uh, 24, 47. Yes, repentance sir. and remission of sins were preached in his name among all, all nations, nations. Okay. beginning in Jerusalem. That's what this whole purpose is. The purpose of God... The old the old law was good. As mm-hmm. Matter of fact, there was nothing wrong with it back in Hebrews eight. Right. Back in Hebrews chapter eight and verse number, um uh, where's verse the uh, verse number uh, mm-hmm. look at verse number eight. Mm-hmm. See see the fir- verse seven says, If the first covenant had been faultless, True. then should no place be sought for the second. Mm-hmm. But but verse eight, finding fault with them. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they didn't keep it. Right. That's what the Judaizers and teachers were saying in Acts chapter fifteen, verse one. They were telling that the Gentile Christians that they had to be circumcised after the matter of Moses to be saved. Right. But then they're telling but, but then James and the elders and the apostles in verse ten said then why should we put a, a yoke on their neck where neither we nor our fathers were able to bear, it or the Jewish people, we couldn't keep it. But mm-hmm. well, Jesus Christ proved that it could be kept.
0: Absolutely. He kept
1: that he kept the old law. Hebrews 4 verse 15. There mm-hmm. is not a high priest who cannot be touched with spinal firmities, infirmities will all point to like as we are yet without sin. sin. And just one, one other scripture. In Romans chapter 7 verse number 12, it talks about the old law. And it said it mm-hmm. was just. Good and hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing man. wrong with that
0: all along. Now, no, you bring up an excellent point, and I, I absolutely there's nothing wrong with the school bus. I like your I, I like your analogy. There was nothing wrong with the school bus as long as you understand its purpose. Mm-hmm. The school bus was to bring us to the schoolhouse. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, the education doesn't take place on the school bus. Mm-hmm. Salvation and faith doesn't take place at the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. It's to lead us to Christ and that's where our faith is to be placed. So now let's talk about the New Testament. What is the purpose of the New Testament? Now we've talked about that there is a difference between the Old and the New, how the Old was taken away. As a matter of fact, Colossians 2 tells us it was nailed to the cross because Christ came to blot out our sins. Okay? The, the law pointed out our sins. Christ came to erase them, Mm -hmm. and he promised, as far as the east is from the west, so have I separated from you, from your sin, and will remember them no more. That's something that God promised way back in the Old Testament, but that promise is fulfilled in Christ. So now let's talk about the purpose of the New
2: Testament. Well, I just want to read the text from Colossians 2.14 because it gives us the exact moment when The law was removed. Absolutely. Um, In verse 14, it says, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, Mm -hmm. uh, which was contrary to us. Mm -hmm. uh, And it said, took it out of the way. Yes, sir. Jesus removed the the Old Testament himself Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, and nailing it to his cross. Yes, sir. So it was when Jesus died on the cross that the Ten Commandment covenant, the Mosaic covenant, uh, was removed, retired yes, by
0: God. Mm-hmm. God
2: gave it and then He took it out of the way. The Bible says, nailing it to His cross. And then because it's been removed, verse 16 says of uh, Hebrews, uh, I mean, Colossians two sixteen: let no man therefore judge you mm-hmm. in meat, which was the uh, diet restrictions, Leviticus 11 and so forth on the law, yes, sir. and drinks, drink offerings, all of that, mm-hmm. in respect of a holy day, uh, annual feast days that were. Uh, under that ordinances, that were they had to keep once a year under that uh, yes, mosaic law, or the new moon; those were monthly uh, ordinances they had to mm-hmm. keep under that law. And even he goes week, so he goes yearly, uh, monthly, and he ends with uh, the Sabbath day, mm-hmm. okay? Which is the weekly Sabbath, uh, and you know, uh, we we've got seven day Adventism and all of that uh, today. But people need to understand that the Sabbath was a part of the Mosaic Covenant. Absolutely. And that's no longer binding. Amen. That has been removed uh, along with all the other ordinances Mm -hmm. under the Mosaic Covenant. And here's the final point the writer made, which are a shadow of things. See, the old law. Yes, sir. A shadow of the reality of the The new new covenant. Yes, sir. And that's what people don't
0: understand. Okay. Well, gentlemen, as we wrap this up, I want to take us to Matthew 26 28 Jesus when he's with his disciples and he's he's holding up he's he's, he's instituting what we're calling the Lord's Supper or um, our Holy Communion notice what Jesus says in, in verse number 28 he says for this is my blood of the New Testament mm-hmm. which is shed for many for the remission or for the pardon of sins The purpose of the New Testament is to bring us into Jesus Christ, to become a part of the body of Christ, so we can have our sins forgiven. Now, a lot of people want to bring up, well, what about the thief on the cross? Well, the thief on the cross was still under the Mosaic law, because as you pointed out, the New Testament didn't come into effect. Until Christ died on the cross at that point, Christ had not died if I'm not if i 'm not mistaken, Matthew chapter nine, beginning at verse number three, going through six, while well, Jesus himself said, "While I am on earth, I have the power to forgive sins, He was still on earth, he was still alive, he forgave the man's sins while he was on the cross, and so we can't look at you know uh, deathbed confession as a way of of doing it so and and, and the in and the few seconds we have remaining. I want you you, gentlemen to give your, your closing thoughts on that.
1: I'll I just say, in right of what you just said, remember in Hebrews 9 verse 22 it said, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Mm-hmm. In Hebrews chapter 9 verse 15 through 17, it talks about how when Christ died, and Brother Clay said, and you said, when Christ died, that's when the New Testament went into effect. Amen. It wouldn't go into effect except he died. Mm-hmm. So just like a wheel, a wheel goes into effect when when the person who made the wheel dies. Mm-hmm. So when Jesus Christ died, and the, and the whole purpose of that, I think Hebrews 10 verse 9 was to, to do it with the first and bring the second.
2: Amen. Clay? That's why the Hebrew writer says in Hebrews 9 15, Yes, sir. for a testament is a Testament is the fourth after men are dead. Amen. So the new covenant didn't come into effect till after Christ's death on the cross. Absolutely. The so was a, a Jew un, that died under the Mosaic covenant. Jesus had not given up the ghost yet Amen. when he said, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Amen. So the conditions of the new covenant, which included baptism, where the thief was not under those requirements. Absolutely. Okay. It's, it's probable that he was baptized under the baptism of John the Baptist, but New Testament baptism into the church, the thief was in paradise when all of that occurred. Okay. Came and into effect. What
0: I'd like to do now is wrap up. I want to thank Brother Stevens and Brother Williams for being with us this afternoon this, uh, on this broadcast. And again, if anyone has any questions, feel free to contact us, and we'll have our contact information at the end of the broadcast. Again, my name is Mike Crosby. I want to thank Brother Richard Stevens of the Han Freeway Church of Christ, Brother H. Clay Williams of the North Glen Heights Church of Christ. I just want you to remember, everything is according to the scriptures. Jesus himself said that we have to hear his word, John 6:45. We have to believe his word. John 3, 16. We have to repent of our sins, Luke 13, 3. We have to confess his name, Matthew 10, 32. And Jesus himself said, we have to be baptized, Matthew 28, 19. Again, my name is Mike Crosby, minister of the South Garland Church of Christ. We look forward to seeing you next time. May God bless each and every one of you. We'd like to thank you for watching our broadcast today. If you would like copies of our materials, feel free to contact us at the number and email address at the bottom of your screen, and they can be sent to you at no charge. May God continue to bless us all as we walk our life according to the Scriptures.